check. Awesome. I think. Paul, you are welcome to bring us in anytime you would like. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode seven. I want to be your canary. Your name, sir? Oh, my name? Yeah. Oh, I'm Colin. My name's Ross. Your name's Ross. And that must mean that uh, this yeah. gentleman over here is... Yeah, the one left out. That's me. That's you? That's me. Hey, everybody. Welcome we'll call back. you you. Okay. That- <laughs> Scooter, Ross, Colin, we're here for another uh, another episode of uh, Wanna Be Your Canary. Uh, in this episode, let me just cut straight to the chase. Uh, we're going to be talking about kind of the Final Fantasies that got us into the series, that made us fall in love with the series. So we got uh, working on in our new format. Oh, we, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. We got the uh, the news. We got the music shop. We got a little game show action today. Yeah, with, we might uh, have a guest, just celebrity guest, come yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A-list celebrity, also known as my wife. Not a Final Fantasy fan, but uh, she's going to be part of Game Show. She doesn't know it yet, but... Yeah, well, she's going to be a Final Fantasy fan. Yeah, that, yeah, truer words never spoken, my friend. That's right. Truer words never spoken. So, I know that Final Fantasy, for me, as I got into it when I was young, because I used to watch my grandpa play video games, and he played a lot of RPGs, JRPGs, Dragon Warrior... Um, Final Fantasy, uh, Secret of Mana, you know, uh, Chrono Trigger, a lot of those really, I don't know if fundamental is the word, but OG. They're the OGs. They're the OGs of of, uh, JRPGs and RPGs. So I grew up watching him play these, you know, at the watching him play on the NES and the birth of the SNES, Mm. so on and so forth. And I was just so captivated by just watching these games. I just found them so interesting because it was like like watching somebody play a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of how I got into Final Fantasy. It was probably 1990, 1991 when I – probably a little before that, probably 89, 90. That's when you got into it? Yeah, I mean, I was Jeez. I was really young watching him play these games. That's that's like it's and, and you know when I come over, yeah. you're like you want to play video games? Like nope, just want to watch. Nope, just want to watch. Just it's like watch. a movie. Yeah, just it's like it. home. It's like home. So that is kind of my little just brief intro as to how I got into Final Fantasy, and I I want to hear what your guys's are. Okay. Well, so mine leads into an actual Final Fantasy game. So do you want to take a chance to not only talk about how you got looped into the Final Fantasy world, but what was hook, line, and sinker for you? What what really hooked you onto the franchise? I'll go last. Okay. How's that? All right. You can go last. Yeah. All right, Scoot, do you want to go? Do you want me to go? Uh, yeah, no. So for me, I guess the one that, that hooked me into, because that's the thing is that... Uh, so my my first big game console that I got, I didn't have anybody around me that really played a lot of video games besides Ross and Austin, the you know neighbors right here. So um, I didn't have my dad didn't play games, my you know grandpa didn't play anything. So it was uh, it was just me and the PlayStation One was my first console, the the one that you know that really kind of got me into games. Games. Oh, our celebrity guest has arrived. She sure has. 
Come on in. Come on in. We have surprises for her later. Yep. Yes. Uh, and so anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audio world, Colin, would you like to uh, tell them what's going on here? Oh, our wonderful uh, A-list celebrity that just walked in. You better talk Watch her out up. for the paparazzi. That, that is my, uh, that's my wonderful wife who is not a uh, huge Final Fantasy fan yet. And when you say not a huge Final Fantasy fan, what do you mean by that? Uh, I mean, she's not a fan at all, mm-hmm. but not yet. Not yet. Because I believe that it's coming. Because, you know, she sometimes when we're in bed and she's sleeping, I hear her in her dreams. She's muttering, I want to be on the podcast. I want to be on Final canary. Fantasy. I want to be on the podcast. She actually she wanted you to get a tattoo. I want you to be your canary. <laughs> she does. So that's in... Uh, that's, a different, that's a different topic. That's I mean, production. we won't go off a tangent, but yeah. So, all right, Scooter. Yes. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear it, man. Tell me about it. Well, so the the PlayStation One system, like I was saying, was my, you know, the, 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 a big deal basically, and so uh, it was a lot of money to buy games for that. You know, back in, as a kid, you had to save up and everything. Um, and I remember getting a PlayStation magazine. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember it. Nintendo had a magazine. Absolutely. PlayStation had a magazine. You got demo discs and everything in it, which I miss. I really wish they still did stuff like that. Uh, and it was the front cover of the magazine at that time was a feature on Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, I had only barely seen a demo of number seven, and that was a little bit, you know, I just, it, I didn't quite get into it enough, I guess. But when I saw the cover of number eight, the graphics, you know, were more realistic. Um, it just, it seemed cool. Uh the, the articles that they were writing about really were, you know, talking about how much of a technical leap the game was, how advanced it was, all this stuff. Uh, so that that sold me on it. I picked it up, played it, and I loved it. I played it all the way through. That was the first one I played all the way through. Um, and that's, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. So, Scooter, what was it about? When, so when you played 8, yeah. what was the thing or things that made you go, Okay, this is. I need more of this Different in my than life. Than any other game that I played before, or just what? I'm, what made you love it? Um, the challenge, I guess, compared to a lot of other games in the past, they weren't. Uh, they weren't that hard. They were, you know, Crash Bandicoot. They were uh, Mario Party or Mario Kart or, or Smash Brothers. They were uh, short, simple, sweet platformer kind of games. I think it was my first big RPG, and it was the first time I was going, "Wow, you know, I can spend." time in this world mm-hmm. um, i can get lost I, and and that yeah. was going to be another point i'll talk about later is is my favorite ones are the ones i can get lost in yeah um and you know what i think that that segues not segues because we're not gonna we're not gonna boot you from this right now but i knowing that you got into it final fantasy 8 i got into it final fantasy 2 mm-hmm for anybody who is listening, the coolest thing about Final Fantasy is you you don't need to play any of them to understand another. Yeah. Nope. There are some very, very, very loose ties that the games have in between them, but in no way, shape, or form does it require you to play number one to understand number nine. Right. Or anything like that. So if you, you know, you're listening and you say, man, Final Fantasy sounds cool, but I just feel so behind already. 
I feel like I wouldn't be able to catch up. I, you know, I want to play the PlayStation 4 one, Final Fantasy 15, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be so lost. Yeah. And the, the great thing about the series is you you don't have to have played anything. If you yeah. want to jump right in, you totally can. And I envy some like you know I teach you know sixth and seventh graders. I envy some of these kids because I think some of these kids have this entire series in front of them that yep. they've never played one of them. If only they knew and, yes. the gift. And so if you are listening and you're thinking, man... Which one do I want to go with? Yeah. I think you have this about 1,000 hours available. I, yeah, yeah, I think this is going to be a good show for you to listen into because uh, we'll go over our personal favorites and the ones that we got into and why. And then uh, the ones... Yeah, so... it. Just listen up, would you? Just listen up. So, Scooter, I want I want to know more about your love for number eight because sure. I think that if that's the one that pulled you in, that there's going to be somebody listening to this potentially that goes, hey, you know what? I really like some of the things that this dude likes, and I'm going to try this game because of it. So, okay, uh, number seven, like I said, that was the one I had a demo disc of, and I popped in, and I did the Mako Reactor mission. Yep. Uh super fun but i just remember thinking boy these characters are like they have weird blocky hands you know and they they kind of look awkward (laughs) uh it it was at a time too where i was playing a lot of other games and the whole dialogue system you know i really wasn't into rpgs that much at the time and so it, it just felt a little cumbersome uh I, th- I think that, you know, that goes with any first-time RPG experience. Uh, but then, you know, like I said, with number eight, seeing how the art direction took that in a whole different uh, different way, uh, the characters looked like actual people. And on the PlayStation 1, that was a big deal. You know, uh, the, that thing wasn't exactly a graphic powerhouse. So yeah, uh, to be able to look at the screen and be like, oh, yeah, that looks like a human person, you know, so... Uh, you got a little more emotion out of the characters, a little more um, dynamic, you know, movement abilities, uh, animations out of them. Um, and the thing that really drew me into it right away was, you know, at the start of the game, you start out as Squall in Balam Garden or Balam Garden, and uh, it it felt like uh, that was right around the time, you know, I was in what early grade school it felt like going to school because you were you were sent in a school basically and so it was kind of this cool world of like well you know i can kind of see myself there uh that and one of the (laughs) one of the first monsters you get to fight in that game is a giant tyrannosaurus rex if you go to the training center in school oh yeah and so that pretty much sold me right there i was sleep there's yeah (laughs) sleep is your friend there's 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 dinosaurs in this game this is this is all right okay i'm down with that uh (laughs) Like yeah, no, and the Gunblade, of course, was a quick sell, you know, and uh, I, I, I like the game on a lot of levels. Looking back on it now, it's one of those that, you know, it's, I'm sure people out there listening are going, really, number eight? That's that's the one? Uh, and I, I understand that side, too, because the draw system, not a big fan of, you know, uh, the fact that Squall is going to be the, the strongest character by the end of the game, no matter what you do, not not a big sell for me. But there's so much about it, so much about it that I really do enjoy. Now, um, let me just interject really quick. And, Ross, I, I don't know if we were making eye contact for the same reason, 
But were number, we making eye contact? I think we were. Well, at least I was looking at, at you. You were probably feeling something that I wasn't. So. Well, let me tell you because I think that you're gonna go. Oh yeah, I yeah. was feeling. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, no, I remember. The cinematic opening to eight. Oh is man, one of the yeah. best yeah. hooks. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, ever and that, seen. that honestly, too. I remember one, the first time I saw it, I brought family members upstairs to my room in the bedroom, showing <laughs> them the opening scene over and over and be like, you guys, this is a video game. This is not a movie. This is for a video game. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you don't feel something during that opening sequence, check your pulse because you're probably dead. Yeah. With, with the Latin choir going and the orchestra. Oh, and, so good. Yeah. That's such a great, it's such a great song. A standalone yeah. So it's it's fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't seen it before, even if you have seen it before, if you're listening, go yeah, to go, YouTube go and rewatch it. Yep. The opening Final scene Fantasy VIII opening. And if you haven't seen it before, you are just, oh, just the greatest gift is about to be bestowed bestowed upon you. You're yes. starting 2019 off the it's right a visual way. Visual feast. Ah, indeed. And yeah, you know, I could go on and on. Etsar, the the one of the you know, spoiler alert and all that, but the final city in that game basically, and the whole thing with Laguna and traveling, and then the whole you know, dynamic between the characters of uh Laguna and Squall and that whole thing, and then like Ross said with the conspiracy thing uh, a couple episodes ago, that's just got me thinking about it all over again, you know. So uh and time a, compression's always fun, so mm-hmm, who doesn't mm-hmm. love who doesn't love a little time compression? Yeah. Um I, I I really enjoyed how that game played out too, where you go into that the different world as Laguna, you know, when you when you first pass out uh, on the train there to Timber. Um, I thought that was a really interesting way to tell the story. Yeah, it is a fantastic game. It's certainly at yeah, its, I'm done. I'm done. At its <laughs> at its beginning, uh, when it when it was coming out, caught a lot of flack, mm. oh, and yeah. some people some people still ne- never came around. Understandably so. If I think it's a I think it's a great game. That was the one that got me hooked in the series. That's awesome. That's a great one to get hooked on yeah. for sure. I, I can't wait to play eight when they they got to re-release it for the PS4 eventually. Might happen. Or just just a you know not like a re, not like a remake. Yeah. Not a remake. Just port it onto the. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. All right. So Final Fantasy eight. That's that's uh, Scooter's hooking. All right. Okay. So my so for me, mine's a little similar to Scoots, but I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up a little bit. So in 1990-ish, I was not playing Final Fantasies. I, I came in way late to the game when it came to RPGs and Final Fantasy for that matter. Um, yeah, I, back I, then, I'm I'm similar too. Yeah, I was playing Atari right out the gate. I mean, I started out real basic. Boy, went to the classic NES. So after that, Super Nintendo. For the most part, though, just like Scoot, I was playing platformers. I was playing Mario. I was playing Yoshi's Island. I was playing racing games. Uh, I mean, the very simple, very superficial, not a whole lot of breath to them. Yes, at times difficult, but really not a whole lot going on there um, beyond the surface. Um, here comes 1997. So like Scoot, PlayStation Hello. Magazine, Volume 1, Issue 1, Ghost in the Shell is on the cover. Oh, and that is the one that did the centerfold for Final Fantasy VII. Yes. No, it was I, like I a, a full 10 pages of Final Fantasy VII. And I was captivated. I And I I was late to the game getting a PS, uh, PlayStation, the original mm-hmm. PlayStation. So Scoot got one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I need to upgrade from my Super Nintendo. It is just it, not cutting it. Yeah. 
Um, so I got a PlayStation and I started playing um, while he was playing whatever game. I I actually end up taking that demo disc from I that first do issue. Remember that? Yes. And I was I played the demo for Final Fantasy VII over and over and over, and it lasts probably all of twenty minutes total because it's that just that opening mission. that that bombing mission, the first mission. Um, I was like, I need this game, and I eventually bought it. Um, and that that hooked me. I mean, it, the build up with the PlayStation magazine and yeah. reading about it and yep. the demo, like all my expectations were met and they were exceeded by the actual game itself. And yeah. I think what really hooked me, not the open world was groundbreaking for me. The graphics were groundbreaking for me. The whole RPG um, idea was was different for me too, just I'd never played one. So for me, it was groundbreaking. It was revolutionary for me as a kid in 1997. The biggest thing for me that really hooked me to the franchise is the depth of the game. Yeah, I mean, having a, one of the key characters die at end of disc one, and we oh, all, yeah, we, I story. mean, we've, we've talked about the story over and over again on this podcast already, and I know it's cliche. And Final Fantasy VII isn't necessarily my favorite Final Fantasy, but that but that's story, the one that started yeah, it for me. That story is so it has such a big impact. I mean, I went from playing. Mario on the to, NES to, to and losing, Super Nintendo yeah. to to losing a key character that I had yeah, actually yeah. grown attached to. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I this game it made me feel emotion, actual emotion, and that just that that for me was something incredibly foreign and unfamiliar, especially in video games. Yeah, and sa- mm-hmm. yeah, and at the same time satisfying because like I, this mm-hmm. is something that was missing, and I now yeah. I have it, and I am not letting go. So for me, it was Final Fantasy VII that really hooked me in. And I remember uh, when Final Fantasy VII, that demo disc, came out. Mm -hmm. Because I remember I was living in Snohomish at the time, and I remember going to Top Foods. And at Top Foods, they actually had a PlayStation Pepsi demo. (laughs) Like like a Pepsi uh, was... There's a, I just remember there's a PlayStation in the back of the store, and it had the in Final Top Fa- Foods. It, in Top Foods, and it had the Final Fantasy VII all the places demo. And I just I remember thinking, oh man, so cool. They're just thinking Blockbuster's doing it. We should do it too. Wow, why not? Blockbuster's doing really well right now. <laughs> I, I, they're, they're not going out of business anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> that was just I remember that being such a. I remember seeing that and just being like, wow, this must must be pretty important if it's, yeah this must be a big thing this must mm-hmm. be, and, and i was a final fantasy fan already but mm. it took me a while i think to really be like hey i have to play seven but i remember when i started it was like oh man this is you know yeah i had to get the playstation first so yeah. and that's no easy feat when you're 10 11 oh man old. i remember Gosh. digging into my savings and like like, not only that I, I had to dig into my savings, but, like, I had to convince my parents, like, this is the right reason to dig into my savings because and why. Yeah. I would like to tap into my 401k. <laughs> so, like, my friend, my friend Donnie, I was in fourth grade. He was selling his, P- his PlayStation. Didn't want anymore. I thought he was ridiculous. Ooh. He was selling it for 140 which Ooh. sound seemed like a fortune, which it was at the time. But he was including three games. Ooh. Final Fantasy was not any one of those games. And actually, all those games were terrible, but I got the PlayStation out of the deal. And yeah. that's what you needed. And that's what I needed. That was your gateway right there. That was my gateway. Yep. Gateway to Final Fantasy VII. And, man, Final Fantasy VII, for as much... I mean, that game, when that released, 
was like earth shattering. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Like as many copies as it sold in the first weekend it was released. It, it was it was a bonanza. Yeah. And it was and when people got home and they played, they were not disappointed. Oh no. It, totally lived up to the hype. Absolutely. What a fantastic game. And if you played Final Fantasy 7, it's easy to see why you got hooked. Yeah. Yeah, and to everyone listening out there, that's the thing is it's that would be a great one to start with, to be honest. Agreed. Uh, and and now I know we've talked about this in previous shows. You might want to wait for uh, just a, a year or two out. Uh, Colin, speaking of news, we should do that here in a second. But uh, uh, seven story, the the canon, the everything about it. It, it is a fantastic game from start to finish. Oh, um, yeah, and a and a mind bender at times too. So. Uh, yeah, high recommendation from me as well. Totally. Um, news time? Let's do the news. Let's do the news. The news. It's like we're walking into a club. Yeah. Uh, you know what the news is going to be about today? Final Fantasy VII. Hey. Holy smokes. Final Fantasy VII in 2015 had a teaser release that it was being remade for the PS4. And I remember my wife, who was sitting next to me right now, she was at MDA summer camp. And I was, I was, it was our first couple weekends in St. Louis. And we had like no furniture, nothing. But I saw that that release had been uh, posted. I was just like, no way. You gotta be kidding me. I remember getting on the phone with her and I'm just like, Babe, like you will not believe what happened to me today. Yeah, you will not believe. There, <laughs> did you win the lottery? And God bless her. She was ex- as excited for me as uh, as any supporting wife would be. And it was just like, oh, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. So when oh that when yeah. that release, I, I probably watched that release. I, I can't tell you how many times. And in 2015, it was like, holy smokes, they're coming out with this. And there was a lot of speculation around it. When's it going to happen? Well, there's a few things that we know, and the things are that we know is, or that we can roughly speculate. It's going to be episodic, so oh. it's going to be released in parts. Which I eh. didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. And, hope, and hopefully, in there's a clear break between disc one and disc two. Yeah, and yes. I think there's a clearest kind of break between two and three so I'm, I'm sure that's how they'll divvy it up I just really hope it's 60 bucks for all of it you know or uh, something like that's you know not I mean? gonna happen yeah. I know I know but you know what I mean Ugh. Yeah. It, the problem with a game like that is people will pay. you're willing to pay for it oh yeah you're willing to pay so for that it. makes me that makes me hesitant right away it does yeah. and it, it, yeah. we're gonna have a, a 13 uh, one two and three on our hands unfortunately <laughs> it does happen. it does look it does look cool and the mirror excitement about it is is good now here's the news about it we know that in 2015 they announced it and the release date has been pushed back pushed back pushed back well kingdom hearts 3 has come to a production stop because they're done with it mm-hmm. so it's gold disc basically it, it's gold disc and they are ready to move on so it sounds like what's going to happen is people who are working on kh3 uh, are going to start shifting their uh, shifting their workload probably to the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is cool, but you know that also might impede uh, maybe a Final Fantasy XVI release. Right. But some of the uh, speculation is that now that KH3 is gold disc, 
they are going to be able to start working on Final Fantasy VII. So there has been a recent uh, little information leak that there's there's big news coming soon about something. Mm-hmm. We don't know what, but as soon as it comes up, we will let everybody know if they don't hear about it already. Uh, but now that the KH3 is gold disc, we can expect probably some more more concrete details on Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, in the near future. For sure. And that's the news. That is the news with Colin this, uh, this episode. There we go. Thanks, Colin. Hey, you're Keeping welcome. us up to date. Oh, you know, I do what I can. Quick internet search and quick some reading. <laughs> yeah. Search and read. All right, well, uh, I guess it's going to lead to me. Yes. Talking about my experience. And like I said, I grew up watching my grandfather play RPGs. And it wasn't just Final Fantasy. He actually, here's a little little fun fact. My grandpa used to test video games from Nintendo. And when they Really? Yep, when they said when you when you're done with it, bring it back as soon as you're done. So Really? Yep. So we, we can get immediate feedback. So he he tested Dragon Warrior 2 and brought the game back sooner than anybody. And that my friends, is the unofficial title of first man in America to beat Final or to beat Dragon Warrior 2. No kidding. Uh-huh. So pretty, pretty cool. I mean, you don't have to brag about it or anything, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but it's kind of a big deal. So growing up watching You need a him, t-shirt. Um, <laughs> I should get one. Uh, growing up and Final Fantasy 2 was, I, I remember it was the first Final Fantasy I ever beat. I think I was four or five when I, I was just, I watched him play it. I knew what I needed to do. And Final Fantasy IV was a great one to start at, I think, because it had dynamic characters. It had uh, a guy with a checkered pass. Right away, you're kind of playing the villain. Gosh, mm-hmm. you were playing Fantasy Final Fantasy IV at four years old? Oh, yeah. I mean, I loved it. You were playing these really dark-themed games, and I was probably just barely learning to talk at four years old. Well, you know, we all develop slow. Baby genes We all, we all develop uh, yeah, slower speeds, than others. Right? Yeah. Different. Just different. I'm yeah. just getting there, all right? No one's um, better, just different. That's true, in a better, <laughs> different way. Uh, I I remember the different... The I remember the different things like betrayal and loss and sacrifice that you really experienced in... Final Fantasy uh, 2, and the betrayal of, like, Kane, your best friend, the changing of going from Dark Knight uh, to Paladin and Cecil, the loss of Rydia, the sacrifice that Palom and Param make, and Tella makes, and um, uh, Yang makes, and Sid makes, and I remember all of these things and just thinking, like, wow, this is pretty intense stuff, and I miss these characters. I remember some of the bosses that stuck with me, like Dr. Lugay and uh, and Barnabas. And I remember in second grade, I moved to a new school, and it was in Riverview in Snohomish. I remember the like the first week, I was like, "All right, line up, we're playing Final Fantasy at recess." <laughs> and I remember bringing these bringing these poor fools through. I'm like, hey, "Who's you my stand behind me. You stand behind him. Yeah. You stand behind him. We're gonna go through here. Doctor Lugay's gonna be here. Hey, we're beating him up. Oh no, his monster <laughs> attack. So these kids have no idea what's no going idea. On. Yeah. 
Uh, three sisters. That's you know that was something that uh, we just talked about lap last episode. Uh, the the Calcabrina, the dolls. Yeah. And the music in that game was just so awesome. And that's it's still my favorite. Yeah. yeah. It's still my favorite soundtrack is Final Fantasy II. Um, and then the last really big thing. I mean, they got such great characters. Edge. You know, there was a lot of stor- story in this game when Edge has to fight his mom and his dad mm-hmm. and you have to kill them because yeah. they've turned into monsters and you're just like, man, this is this is really tough. Yeah, especially for a four-year-old. <laughs> and at the very, That's a lot did she want. It, it is. And at the end of the game... <laughs> I'm not that the talk with Stevie. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, at the end of the game, I remember... Uh, I remember you're fighting and your your party is down and everybody's hurting and all of a sudden all these characters that you once had that had sacrificed themselves they come back and they're like hey uh i'm here to help you i'm here to support you and they come back one after another after another and they heal you and you heal and you and you heal you until you're ready to fight and i just remember thinking like oh that's so impactful these people who sacrifice and they come mm. back and now they're helping me and I remember at, you know, four or five, just being like, oh, man, that is, that's so cool. And I just remember being so enthralled by this game. And then I, <laughs> quick side note, I remember uh, <laughs> one time going with my grandpa. This, this is how hardcore my grandpa was with Final Fantasy. I remember going I love the, it that it's your grandpa, by the way. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. And it's, you know, what's also funny. I told him, I was like, hey, you should listen to this podcast. I think you'd really like it. We're talking Final Fantasy. I call him up. He's like, yeah, he got about five minutes into it. He's like, I don't care about this stuff. Like, you do. I don't. Like, <laughs> Too much talking. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're just talking. It's like, yeah, Grandpa. Let's get to the playing. <laughs> and uh, so we go to the uh, we go to the game store and because we're going to rent a game because I'm there for the weekend. I go, Grandpa, let's rent Final Fantasy 3. And he goes, oh, he's kind of hemming and hawing about it. And my grandma gets out of the car. He goes, all right, listen. Don't tell your grandma, but I bought the game. <laughs> she doesn't know one game from the next. So, but she wouldn't be happy if I bought it. So, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. So He's then it was, sneaky, yeah, good. he was a sneaky one. So yeah, for grandma listens to the podcast. We're oh, sorry. Yeah, she, she wouldn't care at this no, point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, growing up with that and watching Final Fantasy 2 and then playing Final Fantasy 2. And I've always just had such a strong connection to that game. Yeah. The characters are so dynamic. The relationships are so dynamic. And uh, they're just there's so many different aspects of the relationship in this in between these characters. That's just really cool. Mm-hmm. And the monsters are great. The bosses were, you know, the bosses were great. The music was great. The characters are great. Everything about it um, was just was just so wonderful. So yeah. love that game. It's it's just a doozy. I'm excited yeah. to play that one. It, oh man, have it, you not played that one? I don't think so. Oh, scooters. A lot of the so early ones, you guys. Good. I'm telling oh, you. It, uh, here's the thing though, and it, this is th- I don't think that this is me being uh, persnickety, but. It is a much better game to play on the Super Nintendo rather than any of the new ports. Sure. I yeah. Th- I think that the old, gra- the 2D 16 16 bit, spri- yeah, Super those Nintendo sprites is not a bad system. No, it's not. And it's a, it's a better, I didn't like the DS blocky look of it. I, mm-hmm. I just, it, it didn't, it didn't flow with me as well. So, I agree with you. I'm a full hundred percent. So if you play a uh, scooter, when you play it, I would recommend doing it on an emulator or doing it somewhere. On the SNES. Yeah. Do it yep. on the SNES. And I can do that. So that's why I love four so much. I, I could talk about four. I mean, all day. Um, but then our 
podcast was eventually crash. It, yeah. And then yeah. It, it, well, sometimes it does. Before before that happens, uh, it's time for the music box. Welcome welcome to my music shop. All right. Uh, what are we picking out here today? Let's see. So many things to choose from. I think. You know what the one I want to do. So much to see and so much to do. The one I want to do. Okay. This is a good one. So this song, and I, lo- I love this this little tidbit fact, by the way. Here, I'll let it play for a second, though. So this song comes from Final Fantasy One, but it comes from the origins. So this isn't. This is a remake, basically, of, and I love this. In the original game, it's it's called Corneria Castle. In the remake, it's supposed to be Cornelia Castle, but the L got replaced with an R, so that's for another time. This music, though, is one of the first things you hear in Final Fantasy One after the main theme. You come back to this castle quite a bit throughout the game. Uh, I always enjoyed hearing this. It's great. It's it's a great tune. Even the 8-bit version of it oh, on sure. NES is still fantastic. Nobu Matsu's a genius. So this, yeah, this sound for everyone out there, this song, uh, Cornelia's Castle, uh, the main town, the first beginning town, Final Fantasy One. This is what you're listening to in the background. It's a, it's a good little song. Love it. Good little jam. So, uh, thanks for stopping by the music shop, everybody. Uh, we will, we'll see you next time. And now you know what time it is. Is it time? Oh, it's time. Oh I think man. It's, I think it's time. Is it time? It might be time. Oh, it's time. Do I get a drop? Uh, it's time. It's like haste. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, this Imagine is... a world where there's no longer conspiracies, but we quiz Cullen's wife. Oh, that's good. On like various it. fantasy, final fantasy questions, surveys, that's a good recovery. tests. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Step on up to the uh, microphone, wife of mine. All right. Mr. Ross has a couple of we're, – we're running this game show where when we have people on, we are going to keep a running board on who is the most knowledgeable about Final Fantasy. And these, and these questions range, and I know that you don't know. I know that you don't know. But who knows? Maybe, maybe you do. You, maybe you do. Maybe, maybe you, you guess yeah. right. And you know what? Maybe if you don't know, it's an encouragement for you to go and learn. Mm. Oh, that sounds very like what a teacher would say. Oh, sure a gentle does. nudge out of the nest. Mm, indeed. So you got to step up uh, to that microphone because Ross has got some questions for you. Just spread your wings. And I'm keeping score, by the way. And just keep the score. So our first contestant is Eustine Cantwell. And I have three questions. Three. Qu- See, that's it. Three questions. That's an easy question. All worth a thousand points. That's unfortunate. Oh, man. Hopefully so, but no, waited. you could. If it's look at it a different way, she could be three thousand points ahead of any other contestant. That's true. Unfortunately, right now there are no other contestants. So if you get one true. right, you're going to be a thousand points ahead. Unfortunately, yeah. you have ten other assignments. They're all worth about twenty five points. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so this is yeah. really gonna. 
This is going to make or break your grade. Yep, enjoy. This is a... This could, this could be Luke Matson on a chemistry final right here. <laughs> All right, so Eustine, question one. So you know Final Fantasy Tactics. You, I mean, you've played Final Fantasy Tactics, right? <laughs> no. She knows that it's my favorite. So the protagonist in Tactics, Ramza, he has a birthday. What is Ramza's birthday? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Does she not get options? It, it's very at the beginning of the game. You were presented his birthday. Give her some options. Yeah. All right, option, all right. Option, option so, Ross, I've never played a any C. of these games. Yeah, you, her, there's just 365 days? Okay. <laughs> so option one, January 1st. Option two, January 12th. Or option three, February 29th. I'm going with January 12th. Oh! Oh, so... Does everyone know if that's correct or not? <laughs> Why don't you tell us, game show host? So that is actually correct. A thousand oh. points for me. A thousand points. So some people, if they're listening, may be like, whoa, that's not correct. Because the default in the game is January 1st. And you have the option as the player to set the birthday to whatever date that you want. But in the official game manual, it's listed as January 12th. Ah, one thousand points. One thousand points on the board. So for our first guess. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you know more about Final Fantasy Tactics than your husband. There it's, we go. Supposedly, it's his favorite game. It is my favorite game. Huh? Supposedly. Well. All right. Question number two. Final Fantasy four slash two. Oh, just got done talking about. Just it. Just got done talking about it. Hope and you're actually, listening. Colin gave you the answer. If you were listening, and I, because you love your husband so much, I'm sure you listened to everything he said throughout the time that you've been here. Hangs on every word. So, Palum <laughs> is a black mage in Final Fantasy 4 slash 2. He also has an identical twin. What's the identical twin's name? Do I get options? You do get options. I was just going to let you let it sit for a second for, uh, for effect, dramatic effect. That's pretty good. So, Parum is one option. Poo poo is number two. And the third option is plop. I'm gonna go with option one. Parum, are you sure? Yup. That is correct. That, oh man. Two, two thousand points. points. I I mean I'm not really convinced that uh, Ross had any other <laughs> options that he'd written down. Colin, don't don't question the question. You know man. what? So okay, so I'm so maybe I don't give any options this last question. Okay. Hey. Third question is a hard one. Don't punish her for my misdeeds. <laughs> okay, I'll still give you. I'll give you options, and I have options for this last one. What's I don't. I think. I think she. She's batting a hundred right now. Maybe we don't give her options. Uh. Well, let's see how it goes. All right. <laughs> question three. Question three. We're we're gonna stick in the fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy four slash two world. So speaking of that world, it has a name. What is that world's name? Is it A, Earth, B, the blue planet, or C, Mars? Oh, man, it's really one of those? Yeah. I believe in you. <laughs> Time's running out. The blue planet? The blue Cash planet. Everything around me. Oh, your Cash husband is everything around me. Your husband is so proud Let's right go. now. 
Let it go. Oh, if Colin could jump out of his seat right now, he would, but the mic is blocking him. I would, but I would also like to say that, because uh, I know my cousin Kyle, he's listening to this, and when I was saying let's go right there, I know that he's doing a let's go as well. So <laughs> that's, that's what we do. So Kyle, as we're excited together about my wife's Final Fantasy knowledge, let's go. Apparently, I need to make the question charger. Oh, man. I would, I would say so there, Bob Barker. Holy smokes. Yeah. I mean, the first question, January 12th. Yeah, I don't know that I would have got that. I honestly, yeah. I love tactics, but I yeah. Well, I who's, who reads that. the manual of it? I, I I love reading the manuals way back when. Oh yeah, way back when. Yeah, not anymore. But now I can't even read. Three for three. Nice, very good. And you I thought can. you weren't going to do well. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Thinking you need to start playing some Final Fantasy. Yeah, she's a ringer, man. Yeah. I think she plays behind my back. Maybe I don't know. Maybe never know. What? Oh, we lost our producer, so uh, it's just me and Colin from All right. here on out. Well, you know what? I think that being that we lost our producer, this is probably as good of any time to cut this thing. That's uh, a sign. That's that's a sign. If I'm reading the signs. That's a sign from uh, Yevon. Yep. So, all right. Well, you know what? Thank you, everybody. Hey, we're getting some love on Reddit, and I just want to shout out for what uh, just a good, positive community that is for stuff like this. Good karma Final, coming your way. Final Fantasy Reddit, NFL subreddit. Oh, Love hey, it. I'm back. Hey. Hey, yeah, thanks, hey, everybody out there. Hey, I'm still leaving. Praise be to you, Evan. Praise be to you, But, yeah, uh, we're looking forward to next time. Uh, uh, next time you hear us, we'll probably be reviewing Final Fantasy One. We're going to play it on a mm -hmm. couple of different platforms so we get some of the uh, differences that we see between Origins and the OG version. And we'll talk a little bit of Final Fantasy canon as well. So Yep, it's going to be a good show. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real it's been fun. Real fun. Oh, Colin's been replaced. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I think we got another co-host in here in the making. I dig.